0: Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update.
1: Click, pay, and download instantly. Welcome to the podcast.
2: It is
3: the Riot Podcast. Welcome to your Monday edition, October twenty fifth.
2: We were just talking about how much we hate Mondays. Yeah, except for today. Today was great. That was a great <laughs> day.
3: We're, we make the most <laughs> of it, is what, what I always say.
2: I don't know. I, I'm really, I really can't wait for like. Christmas to start rolling in even more mm-hmm. so I feel like this week and next week I'm just a little antsy to get through yeah so like today you're like oh it's a Monday it's another week you're like I just went out of this week Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the first day I it's, want to be done with pumpkin stuff
3: it's a bit of a, a dead week isn't yeah, it that's yeah that's it and
4: like because we're waiting for like ha- Halloween's this Saturday so like there are things to look forward to but at the same time Everything just feels so far away on a Monday. Uh, that's yeah. true. Um, that's right. But uh, today on the show, we talked about some new toothpaste Ooh. that came out that I thought would be very intriguing for Hudson. Yeah. I love
2: orange flavors. This would be good. Too.
3: It's very appealing. You have to wonder why nobody serious has done this before. Nikki and I, we talk about how, why do toothpaste flavors, there's there's not very much variation.
2: What's about the mint? That yeah, it like that mint. gives toothpaste. you that
3: fresh, clean feeling, doesn't yeah, it? But I don't uh, know. But sometimes you just want something a little more fun. So
2: I didn't ask you this question, but I am curious. So it's Tropicana. They're putting out a limited edition. You'll never get it. Don't bother. Mm. Uh, toothpaste flavor. <laughs> if you did, and I don't think I asked you, but if you did, would that take a would that take place of your glass of orange juice d- each morning?
3: Depends on the nutrition. Do you get vitamin C. <laughs>
2: yes,
3: yeah, so I, I, I actually was going to mention that uh, that it should have all the nutrition value of the orange juice, and if it doesn't, it's a big failure. Okay,
2: but wait, though. I think, and I'm not a dentist, but mm-hmm. I think for vitamin C, that's not good to have on your teeth, because that's what really affects your enamel.
3: Really? So I think so. it, like, at, like I know orange is super acid Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's what anything, I was thinking, the acid. So yeah. if
2: anything's too acidic, you shouldn't have it. Like, you should drink it with a straw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with this... <laughs> Don't brush your teeth directly. (laughs) They took that part out. (laughs) I
3: imagine that if you've ever had vitamin C tablets, you know this. That they could easily recreate the flavor
2: without the, uh, oh without yeah, the,
3: uh, So you could easily make toothpaste right that would taste like mm-hmm. orange juice, and that's probably what they've done. Yeah, is just recreate the flavor without any of the properties of orange juice. Well, if
2: you're a daily orange juice drinker though, you should use a straw. Hut, so you want to wash your teeth?
3: <laughs> it's just eight ounces. It'll. Yeah. That's all it takes
2: every day. <laughs> just be safe. It's okay? wearing away.
3: <laughs> So yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if that. I was gonna say I don't know if that's the problem as much as all of the coffee we drink.
2: No, oh, no, yeah, and yeah. the soda. Yeah, but you yeah. can't drink uh, the coffee the Mountain Dew at seven a.m. I mean, I don't know no, if that has yeah, anything I'm to do with sure it. No, I'm sure that's uh, fine. Uh, uh, that sixty five right grams off.
4: of sugar of the Pepsi, yeah. uh, of the Pepsi's <laughs> we drink. Um, we talked about that, and then this kind of connected to me because this past weekend. I was having a conversation with someone like, "Do you feel like you're an emotional person?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, I don't feel like I'm that like emotional. Like I'm not like a crier, you know." Yeah. But somebody had uh, a very emotional experience after mowing the lawn.
3: Yes, and Isaiah, I don't know if you heard, but we are really, tr- I'm really trying. Nikki has never Never mowed mowed. the lawn in her life. I know. And I really want her to mow. And I thought this, if all things is, another woman never mowed before as far as we know. And so this is somebody Nikki can identify with, an Instagram influencer.
2: I love Instagram. Uh The problem is... I have a uh, supporting cast. So, like, for her, I think it was really hard because she moved in. Mm-hmm. She's by herself. Yeah. You know, Eric's here. I have a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a mowing company <laughs> that so, I hire. So, I haven't, I I don't, it's not just me trying to figure it out.
3: So, what we need to do then is, is take everybody take away. Take away. away. Yeah. We'll like Job in the away. Bible. <laughs> we will remove <laughs> your entire support system <laughs> until finally you break down and mow. And then
2: yes. I have to mow. Oh, my God. It'll be an
4: emotional experience for
3: you yeah, that, was, <laughs> that will be emotional for
2: remember, sure remember I already told you I'm emotional anyways I cry about all my other That's stuff it. going on in life so I don't need to cry about mowing I probably was crying already that day but it, it would
3: be te- happy tears you're always no. you're always talking
4: about sad Dude, videos you I don't you think it'd be watch. happy tears I think it'd be like I think it'd be frustrated, no. sad
2: tears it would for be sure.
3: empowering I have this I one want. spot
2: in my yard that I can't get to grow very well mm-hmm. and when they come and mow they're always like vroom and they just tear it up <laughs> I cry at that <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm already
4: crying enough Uh, we talked about that Uh, we also talked about how some people are staying up way too late watching tv someone very famous is having a problem with it and uh i don't i don't have that same issue i I like because i i'll watch like the Monday night football game and sunday football game and stuff Mm. but like once halftime hits and it's my time to go to bed you will you'll win the game it's time for me to go to bed yeah Uh,
3: i'm not as good as that as you are uh, I mean, it depends, but like when the Red Sox were in the playoffs, RIP, no, I yeah, couldn't of course. go to bed, of course. Of course. I could not go to bed, no matter what the game looked like, really. yeah. And, and, and even when it's a team I don't care as much about or something like, uh, y- sometimes you just get caught up in shows and movies and, and you lose track of time or mm-hmm. you say, I-, I only need four hours of sleep tonight and uh, you just, you just live with that and then you pay for it in the morning.
2: Well, this is a uh, famous person who has stuff to do during the day now mm-hmm. and can't juggle that and the evening shows like we have. Because yes. I think we juggled and handled it more better than this person. You think? So. Well, they're also ninety five, and we well, might. Yeah. We're not ninety five, but our our health might be.
0: The <laughs> Someone
3: is
2: ninety five. See our earlier conversation about the orange juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's
3: that's making me feel young. <laughs>
2: <laughs> keeping that's keeping you how, young. that's hard. how
3: my skin looks so great, and I never. <laughs> catch a cold or take a sick day. You're good. It's the orange juice. You're
2: good. <laughs> well, enjoy your podcast today. There's lots of other parts uh, that hopefully you like.
3: Yes, and make sure you leave a kind review at the end of it. It'll mm-hmm. it'll sure make us smile.
2: That's right. So yeah. like this and enjoy our other stuff. So make sure you're following us at Radio U Riot on Facebook and also our YouTube channel and enjoy the podcast and have a wonderful day. Catch Bye. you next
0: time. If you missed out on the next riot moment when it originally aired, you don't know how lucky you are. You're listening to the worst of the riot podcast. Nikki,
3: you know this, right? That every morning I start my day with a cup of orange juice.
2: That's right, you do. I do.
3: You know what? Uh, it doesn't always start the day, but it always happens. You always it have always happens juice. at some point. Uh, for example, right now we have orange juice at work. Nobody else seems to be drinking it, so, so I don't are? drink my cup of orange juice at home. <laughs> I wait till I get to work.
2: Well, that's only uh, practical of you. I'd like you to use that up. Yeah,
3: uh, some somebody's got to do it.
2: We also have this berry lemonade thing. Oh yeah, it's so good, but it's not an everyday juice. No, you know, you just have to be careful. It is
3: good, and and uh, I don't even want to look at the nutrition facts on that one.
2: Well, so then, let's say you finish up the work orange juice. Uh-huh. Does that count enough as a juice, or you really need it to be orange juice? It has every to, be morning? Orange it has juice. to be orange has juice. Has to be orange juice. And you think that's a vitamin C thing, or yeah,
3: it's uh, it's it's. Uh, you think it's a healthy thing instead of ha- it keeps me from catching a cold. Okay, is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory.
2: You go to the it's doctor, a, they're like, that's actually not
3: true. <laughs> no, that's the old saying. A glass of orange juice a day keeps the doctor away. I thought
2: that was an apple. Well,
3: but that's wrong. <laughs> it should be orange juice. It it's should much be that. would be more accurate if that was the case. Well, don't but, tell
2: everybody else here, otherwise you won't get your free work orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to start drinking well, it, too.
3: we're running pretty low.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh,
3: and I'm already stocked up for home orange juice, which I picked up at Aldi. Uh, but what, But the problem with... Uh, orange juices, and I've told you this, My, I remember talking about this very recently, is uh, if you have orange juice every morning, you have to plan, uh, you have to come up with a carefully organized situation where you don't dr- brush your teeth and then drink the orange juice.
2: So do you brush your teeth after it's done? I,
3: uh, normally, yes. Or... You have to drink something in between. That's what I have to do here when I wait to get to work to drink the orange juice. I have
2: a little coffee. I have to have, have coffee in between to clean in. out
3: the to clean out the toothpaste, the residual toothpaste. Because if you've never done it before, uh, brushing your teeth having the mint right after having the orange juice, it combines to make one of the worst flavors you will possibly taste.
2: Well, it'll wake you up though. It'll
3: it'll definitely wake you up. Uh, it'll leave a bad taste in your mouth though. So here's what I love. Tropicana, the orange juice people. Yeah, they are putting out their own toothpaste. Orange juice toothpaste.
2: <gasps> Ooh, now this is limited though, and people—it's really limited. People you can't, can't even tell buy it's it. Is a joke or not?
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> well, it, they say that they uh, that you can comment on their Instagram page mm-hmm. for a chance to win it, which is not very official.
2: Yeah, it that does sound still... like
3: they're just—they made a picture of it. And they're trying to get into the news based off of that.
2: So it, it seems like is it like a toothpaste day on uh, November first or something? November, National Brush Day?
3: Yeah, maybe that's not just extending the toothpaste toothbrushing, but just brushing in general.
2: It could is what be. it sounds like. So November first is National Brush Day, and they're launching a limited edition, which means you can't buy it; you can only win it somewhere through their social media. Yeah, uh, Tropicana toothpaste. Uh, so that's what they're talking about. I
3: mean the. The Instagram page is verified. It seems real, but oh, now, I'm not
2: questioning that. I'm even, just questioning like they have one tube, well, and that's the only thing on. you get a chance to win. Yeah,
3: yeah. But if somebody said it could just as easily be a f- totally fake post mm-hmm. where they say National Brush Day is coming up, <laughs> so we've made orange juice toothpaste. That that all sounds fake. So I mean, the 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 post is real from Tropicana. But, yeah, who knows if anybody will actually be able to get it.
2: It's not something you'll be able to buy. Even though I remember having, like, an orange uh, mouthwash thing that was amazing once. Uh Uh-huh. And so I'm looking. You can get, like, natural toothpastes that have a zesty orange flavor. Okay. Or uh, how about we... There's this kid toothpaste. It's... uh, (laughs) Ooh la la orange! Ooh. (laughs) It looks like um uh, like creamsicle sort of thing. Oh wow, that looks pretty good. It
3: could be good. Why do the kids get all the good toothpastes?
2: Well, that to get them to brush. What they don't realize (laughs) is we need that too. Yeah,
3: why don't we have fun ones though?
2: (laughs) We can.
3: We we could have orange juice. We could have. Why don't they make like chocolate toothpaste?
2: For adults. I bet somewhere some company has it. Some yeah. startup company that was funded by fans. It uh-huh. <laughs> feels like that. Crest
3: thinks we take toothbrushing, uh, or they take toothbrushing a little too seriously. Come on, let's have some fun. Yeah, let's have some of, fun toothpaste flavors. If you
2: look uh, on Amazon, there's tons of uh, alternate flavors. Yeah, there's an well, orange mango one. I don't know, if, I, don't know I
3: trust that, though.
2: Oh, they're fine. On Amazon? Yeah. You think that's actually going to clean your teeth? Well, it's not. Okay, It's not Amazon doing it. It's a toothpaste camera. Yeah, company but I don't know it.
3: who. If I don't know the name. You're fine. I don't trust them.
2: Well, then that's the your I own trust heart.
3: my tooth health <laughs> to the people at Colgate and Crest, and that's it.
2: And Tropicana. And for Tropicana. Your yes.
0: <laughs> Why pay for so many streaming services that you don't really care about when you cannot really care about the riot for free? Radio U. You
3: can text in and tell us how much you appreciate everything we do on the show. That's what Jim did uh, over the weekend. Did you see this one, Nikki?
2: That was very nice of Jim to message in.
3: Yes, I really appreciate.
2: <laughs> and he seemed to really appreciate what you provided on the show.
3: Yeah. what Was it Friday? It was sometime last week. Uh, we talked about how I just realized that you need to ch- uh, clean your dishwasher filter. Yeah. And you might think dishwasher filter it has What's a filter. The point in that? It
2: has one. <laughs> it does.
3: And it does. And it catches all of the stuff that's too big to go down your dishwasher drain, which is a lot of stuff. So I didn't realize that until very recently when my wife pointed out a TikTok about it. And then uh, that was after we had noticed our dishwasher having some issues and mm-hmm. getting co- stuff completely clean. Uh, so... So, I went and had and cleaned it, and yeah, it was a big mess. So, Jim texted in. He said, thank you so much for the tip about the dishwasher filter. Which,
2: never thought we'd get a response uh, saying that to you, but yeah. it's good It worked out. I'm glad
3: <laughs> that uh, somebody got something out of it. That <laughs> not only did they hear it and take it and think, yeah, there is a dishwasher filter, but also take it to the next level of... Jim said, I just pulled mine out this morning, and it was absolutely disgusting. Oh,
2: he thinks you should start a new segment where you give tips to uh, clueless millennials such as himself. Even if it's just showing how tos from TikTok, I'm which is just all it as is.
3: clueless as everybody else. Well,
2: but you did it. I, I mean, did. You were helpful. I
3: have I have a very small amount of things that I know how to do correctly, mm-hmm. uh, and well, not even correctly. Just like little around the house tips <laughs> that I picked up through YouTube videos throughout the years. So you're when saying a problem you only have
2: one or two more good uh, segments in this how-to? thing? Yeah,
3: it's not. It's <laughs> not very long. I I have. Uh, I don't have a good how-to list. I have a good how-not-to-do-things list uh, because usually when I try to fix something, things go wrong before I finally get it right. Sure. Uh, For example, I had to clean out a... I had a washing machine Mm -hmm. that was filled with water when it wasn't supposed to be. Oh. So I took that apart. Sure. Here's a tip for you find a way to drain the water out of your washing machine before you take it apart... Because once you figure out why it's not draining, the water is going to go somewhere. It
2: needs to come out.
3: Yeah, and so that's that's one tip I have for you. Well,
2: you need to look up because I've always tried to get Eric, and he won't. Like this is coming from TikToks too. Uh-huh. Like you're supposed to drain out your uh, your washer, like your washing machine. Yeah, you're supposed to drain out its sort of like filter thing. Uh huh. And then the only the other one that always scares me is when they say you're supposed to clean out your dryer trap but yeah. not like inside your dryer they always show you the thing the that vent that vents outside yeah i've always wanted to try that oh, and no. i haven't tried it yet and well, won't do it. a lot of
3: like screwing and unscrewing yeah, and but you're
2: supposed to especially if you're a dog owner like uh-huh. can you imagine the stuff we have
3: but doesn't doesn't
2: the lint trap just catch that though i don't think so <laughs> no and that's what we don't know
3: but all right how <laughs> many times do you hear about a fire starting because of the I think dog it hair at the at the end of the dryer vent.
2: Well, how many times did you think you needed to do something with your dishwasher? Nothing.
3: Just until until <laughs> it started cleaning, uh, stopped cleaning.
2: Right. Well, Eventually, your once dryer the house will start dryer. starts on fire,
3: then, then I will clean the dryer <laughs> okay, vent.
2: Then you'll work on that.
3: This see, this is the other thing. Uh, the only reason I ever do household maintenance is because I don't want to pay somebody to do it, especially when it's something really stupid like cleaning the dishwasher filter. I'm not <laughs> going to pay somebody uh, to do that, and I'm not sure if that's really covered under the landlord, if they, if he would pay for it for me. I don't think so.
0: Welcome to The Riot, where you listen to us, and uh, that's it. It's pretty much a one-way street. The Riot. Radio U. Nikki, did
3: you get out to the movies over the weekend?
2: I did not. You didn't? No, I mean, I haven't read Dune. Can I go see Dune if I haven't oh, read it? no, of course. I'm just teasing. That's my excuse. <laughs> uh,
3: so, surely you watched it on HBO Max then?
2: I did not. Um, I have seen people that were uh, I was looking for reviews from it from, yeah. you know, like uh, Facebook friends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> just to see people's response. I saw a few people that saw it and said it was pretty good. Yeah, I've nothing seen... Nothing shocking but, like, nothing amazing. But not the worst. I
3: don't think I've seen anybody... Go off and say, this is not worth all the hype. Mm-hmm. I've seen a decent amount of good good buzz about it.
2: Every buzz that I've seen or every press saying has been over the whole weekend on, if it did good enough to get Doom yes, 2.
3: That's what this all, all seems to be about, huh? Well, let's see what you think about this one. Uh, this is just for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wound up doing, uh, I had it here. $32 million over the weekend. Does that seem right?
2: I guess that's pretty good. Oh, no, it's, wait a minute. Oh, it's not that. No,
3: <laughs> why, why does it... There's too many numbers on Too here. many versions of it. Oh, why would it not just be at the top of the store?
2: You I think know it, it was about
3: 40-some million. Oh, 40 million. Of course, it's right at the
2: top. 40.1 million Yes, for the box office. So that's all
3: right, isn't it? That's just U.S. It says, uh, I don't have the domestic numbers in front of me. Big surprise, mm. because I'm not prepared. But uh, they, I saw them before, and the international numbers are pretty good, too. Yeah. So I think, uh, and given the way they were talking about it going into the weekend... I think they're feeling like it's good enough to get a sequel.
2: Well, it's hard because I think you said this one time when uh, maybe when Bond came out Mm -hmm. where we're used to, especially because there hasn't been still... An amazing amount of movies out. Like it's better now than it was. Mm-hmm. But for a while there, if something did come out, they were like telling you to expect for 70, 80 million. Yeah. You know, like a really big And the big Marvel opening. movies would
3: open to hundreds, uh, like 100 million in one weekend, I mm-hmm. think. Like
2: those would bring in bigger numbers, but uh, Bond and the other ones, like with Dune. That has to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't always bring in those big numbers. Yeah.
3: So forty million uh, in this current time isn't horrible, but it also isn't the best. Uh, but that does not
2: include the HBO Max stock. That's right. Which they weren't charging extra for, but I don't know if they count if you're a new subscriber. Yeah, to uh, you know, be able to watch. Some I'm movie. sure they have
3: a way to measure it, like if it's making you know just the same way Netflix doesn't necessarily directly make money from people signing up to Netflix to watch Squid Game mm-hmm. but they still say that's worth about 900 million dollars to them so there's a way for HBO Max too to say we don't know how it would directly translate to ticket sales at mm-hmm. the theaters but people watched people watched it so they have some way to measure so that. So
2: Halloween Kills came in at number 2. It was down 70%. Uh No Time to Die was number 3 and that's total is 120 million. Mm-hmm. And then Venom was number 4. It's total like since its release 181 million and Ron's Gone Wrong which was another new release this weekend that made 7.3.
3: Yeah, that one uh did they
2: promote that? You know, I haven't seen. I saw a lot of Dune stuff. I saw the one where it's like she's loyal, or it's like this little quick uh, promo thing. I <laughs> okay. saw that ad over and over and over again. Yeah, uh, but outside of the other stuff, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, so I don't know.
3: I uh, I I started to accept over the weekend. As much as I want to go see Dune in the theaters. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to commit.
2: Yeah, but you have HBO Max. I do have HBO Why Max. Why you see it there? Because
3: it's a theater movie. It's
2: not. You can tell. The theater is told you that, and you've been you believe that. You can watch it at home. and No, be just you can fine. tell.
3: I should. I really should see it in IMAX. Mm-mm. But I never go to IMAX theaters. Listen, watch I'm it. I'm not home. made of money.
2: To get to the theaters, we'll hate you. Watch it at home mm-hmm. in bed. No. on your phone. No,
3: I will I reject that. You hate movies, Nikki. You hate them. Down if on that your is side. how you are going to treat, you hate Denis Villeneuve.
2: I know, right? He's like, don't watch my movie that way. If you're going to watch it in bed, don't watch it at all. Yes, exactly. I and would I'm going to pause and come back to it later. No.
3: No, it's not. This is not a YouTube video.
2: I might even do something else while I'm watching it. It's a it. carefully
3: crafted theatrical Experience <laughs> wrong, <laughs> and you you're treating it like it's just some guy with a camera. That's right on YouTube. Hey, uh, walking the
2: through guy, a dead mall guy who made Dune. I'm gonna half listen and half watch.
0: <laughs> you might be thinking that this won't be quite as bad the second time around. Well, you'd be greatly mistaken. We're listening to the worst of the riot podcast.
3: Orkin is, of course, a pest control company, and every year they put out a list of the most rat-infested cities.
2: Oh, gosh. No, I didn't see that. Yeah.
3: We've got the the rankings for uh, 2021. Are you ready? I guess. To see where your favorite city stacks up against the rest?
2: Fingers crossed, right? Yeah.
3: Let's do the top five. <laughs>
2: is our area included?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, we are on the list. I'll let you know where. Coming up. Uh, first, number five, San Francisco.
2: Not surprised.
3: Yeah. Uh, that You might think they might be higher. Uh, number four. That's a
2: good call there.
3: Washington, D.C.
2: It's not a commentary on political stuff either.
3: <laughs> yeah, these are actual, actual rats.
2: rats. in the yeah, area. Yeah, not,
3: you know, members of Congress or anything. <laughs> uh, three, New York City.
2: I could see that. Yeah. I thought that would be number one. Yeah,
3: right? They have the, I feel like New York has the reputation of being number one.
2: It is, and that's the one where, uh, you know, when all those bad storms went through not too long oh, ago, yeah. then you heard about the bloated rats, the rats- Washing have, up
3: <laughs> on the beach in new jersey they
2: float away yeah. and then they come back and it's just it's a lot yep
3: uh so yeah new york is like hey everybody remember we're not the radius right. city <laughs>
2: only number three yeah
3: uh number two is los angeles mm-hmm. and number one Chicago. Hey, that's also a commentary there. (laughs) For the seventh consecutive year, Chicago is number one.
2: What makes it the worst? Because I would think they have the most rats. Well, like, what's the factors? Because, I mean, Chicago gets Hmm. so hit by the cold, I would think they would die out or. They must have such a high population. Like, what makes a city? Is it because it's not cleaned up enough? What yeah, makes it get a lot I, of rats?
3: I uh, I kind of wish I had some better answers for you. Maybe the fine people at Orkin would like to consult with you and give you some tips <laughs> some about information. about what's going on with the rat situation.
2: So they've said that visibility of rats and just rodents in general has increased, and they say it's because of the pandemic. Yeah. That closed a lot of restaurants where the rats were going in the first place. Yep. And that made them go find new food sources. And with that, then they're going into houses and in your areas, and right. you're starting to finally see them more. They were always there. Yep. They were just eating out, yeah. At we've, restaurants.
3: We've uh, we've mentioned in the show before how uh, like some of their more discreet food sources started to dry up and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and so they got a little more bold and brash and started going out wherever they, you know, they still got to eat. So in the, in the UK, they were warning people about rats swimming up their toilets. Gosh,
2: that one was the worst. Yeah. So and they would go into like closed restaurants, and mm-hmm. no one would be there to discourage them uh-huh. with like pest treatments and stuff Yep. so they just got into more places and they were more like you said bold about it
3: yeah so if you're wondering uh for some radio U cities uh columbus the radio U original home number 26 on Aww, the list
2: congratulations yeah
3: not not too bad you know the biggest mover on the list is the city of Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. It's moved up 26 spots. Well,
2: that's some good news there. So
3: they had a big (laughs) influx of rats. I don't know where they came from. It's still only down at 38, so, you know, nothing to be too upset about. But
2: I've never seen a rat in a house. Uh, and I don't even know if I've seen a mouse, but outside, yes. Yeah. But not not inside. You
3: know what I saw recently? I was out on a walk. What'd you see? With my dog, and she came upon what seemed to be a dead rat on the side of the road.
2: Aw, yeah.
3: Yeah. And we don't, it's not like we live in a bad area. You sure. would not expect, I mean, it's not like we're some hoity toity rich folks, but it's not like we're in an apartment complex. You know what I mean? Sure. Where you might like a dingy apartment complex where you'd expect a bunch of rats possibly to be. It's a, it's a clean enough area. You wouldn't think. And the rats just sitting out there on the side of the road, but hopefully that means, uh, I guess a cat got to it or something. It'd be, uh, I guess a cat would have eaten it. So.
2: Well, if not, uh, it's left there as a warning yeah. to all the other ones.
3: That's my next home improvement thing. <laughs> is how to, to rat proof
0: your house. This is the worst of the riot
2: podcast.
3: Except maybe if you're a Penn State fan, oh, maybe I
2: heard about that.
3: You uh, didn't have such a great weekend. Maybe you're ready to start a new week. <laughs> you're just ready to, to get off to a new start. Uh, Isaiah and Nikki, we talked about on Friday or whenever last week, we were like, it's not a very good weekend for college football. The schedule was not very exciting.
2: Didn't seem like there was expected to be a lot of uh, exciting outcomes for games. Yeah, not very
3: important games. Mm -hmm. Uh, No real marquee matchups. However, whenever you say that, you know that there's going to be some game that comes out of nowhere for an upset. And we almost had two on Saturday, uh, but we did have one. We had Illinois and Penn State. Uh, did either of you get to actually watch what happened? Because I did not. I didn't either. I did not see what thought happened. thought
2: Penn State would be fine. Yeah, I was <laughs> like,
4: why would I tune into the Penn State-Illinois game? Illinois right. is trash every Who single year. Who cares? Who well, cares, right?
2: Wasn't it something with like a new change with uh, overtime or yes. something yes. at the end? So
3: that's what I was going to say. So what eventually wound up happening is Illinois won in nine overtimes. 20 to 18, mm. and if you're like me uh maybe i shouldn't admit this because uh i portray myself as a huge college football fan and i am but we're how many weeks into the season now and i didn't realize as i saw i i like was getting alerts on my phone that this was going on and i saw on twitter i, I opened up twitter and it's like how can they miss so many two-point conversions in a row and i saw it was 2019 and not uh 2018 and nine overtimes how can they not how can they score so few points in so many overtimes? The NCAA changed the overtime rule where after two overtimes, you just go for two point conversion. You get one chance and you get, and it's a two point conversion and that's it. I didn't realize that it's a, that's a really stupid rule.
4: Yeah, what a horrible
3: way to end a game. I know, but Other it's even worse when nobody's you. when nobody's converting on the two point yes. conversion. So
2: that's why I just went back and forth. And yeah,
3: because uh, they just kept getting stopped over and over again. <laughs> so it's not as uh, if, if you're like me and you just remember the before times of college football. Nine overtimes sounds really impressive when you know that uh, seven of the overtimes were literally two plays each overtime. Uh, it changes things a little bit, but still crazy. That uh, they were that they failed so many times,
2: and Penn State had been doing well, so that was even more disappointing. Yeah, it's yeah. Like
4: if you're a Penn State fan this morning, like your season—I don't mean to put you down, but your season's is, over. Is, is it it's really over. Wins? I mean, well, it's, you're ranked 20 now. You have no. You have zero percent chance of getting back into the college football playoff. Some might say
3: that Penn State maybe struggled with Illinois this week because they were busy looking ahead to their game against Ohio State, Yep, which now means a little less, but for them maybe it means even more because it's their one last shot to make something out of the season.
4: Yeah, if, so. they, if, they, if they get to beat Ohio State next weekend, then they'll get back up into like the, probably the early, like the early teens range, like up to 12 or 13. Yeah. But yeah, that was the biggest upset this weekend. There were two other games that I think actually mattered, uh, and that was Oklahoma State. They were ranked 8. They got beat by Iowa State on Saturday. That was a big game because Oklahoma State is now ranked 15. And then the other one that people are kind of talking about but not really talking about is uh, Cincinnati Beat one in five, Navy Mm -hmm. by one touchdown, which Uh. typically wouldn't be a big deal because they won. But if you're Cincinnati, you have to dominate every single week or else you're not going to make it. And so if they're going to beat bad teams in close games, like Oklahoma struggled with Kansas, Kansas this weekend. But it doesn't matter because they're Oklahoma. If they win, they win. But for they, Cincinnati, you have to dominate or you're not going to make it. And at the end of the season, if you're undefeated and you don't get in, this is know, why. Because you didn't dominate I the bad would, teams. I don't want to hear you complain. I with
1: you, except
4: everybody else looks so bad.
3: I Even,
2: like how it is. That's just how it is. That's it, it's how it is, hey. you know?
4: It's, it's, if you're Cincinnati, you have to dominate. At the end of the season, if you don't dominate these bad teams, you're not going to get in. I'm telling you, know that's how it
3: is. For Cincinnati, and I guess this goes for Oklahoma too, because they're both undefeated. At a certain point, every team looks crappy. Yeah. Unfortunately, for Cincinnati and Oklahoma, when they've looked crappy, they've still wound up winning. Yes. Which you can't say for (laughs) Ohio State, Alabama, just any of these other teams that have all lost. So, so they might still be around no matter how bad they look. But man, that Oklahoma game, I did watch that one. Once I saw that Kansas was starting to make a game of it. Terrible team. And teams. I was so, I know, and I was so hoping they would win.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I don't too. like
3: Oklahoma. And and uh, I don't know if you saw the play, but for Oklahoma, what saved the game for them was they were uh, going for it on fourth down.
4: Yeah, I saw Their this. running back
3: gets <laughs> stopped. And as he's falling down, the quarterback comes up behind him and, like, steals the ball from him. And, and runs gets the first ahead, down, and apparently that's legal. Yeah. It was
4: one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. I don't it was know insane. why, if
3: that's allowed, which it was, because they said he it just was a legal play. That why don't they? Why don't teams do that in college and the NFL on like every big play that's it's a short dangerous? He could play? have
4: fumbled. It was dangerous. Like it was such a dangerous play. But on fourth down, I mean, that you have nothing to lose. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I don't know why they don't do that all the time, uh, or why it's not illegal because it seems yeah. like it should be. <laughs> So, yeah, we, it was a good uh, good weekend. A better weekend than we and bargained for. Yes, absolutely. For sure. And it all got capped off with the Packers winning
2: Aww, on Sunday. You oh. had a good time with that one. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it was fun. We had a good time, didn't we, guys? It was a great weekend. Now we can uh, move on and... What's Monday Night Football of Saints and Seahawks? Somebody wants to watch that. (laughs) That
0: Means we have time to watch Dune tonight. Everything you love about the riot, plus a handy dandy fast forward option. This is the worst of the riot podcast.
3: It's time to talk about one of our favorite subjects: the British royal family. Even though we're not a subject, I get yes, they're the subjects, but they have subjects.
2: (laughs) Well, this one's interesting because coming off the weekend, what do we all do on the weekend?
3: Watch we, a lot of football.
2: And we stay up late usually. Yep. Oh, you're right. So for the queen, they're saying that, and th- this article makes me wonder if it's just to promote one of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> They say that she's watching, but I don't know. We're not there, so we don't know. But they're saying that the queen, uh, she recently spent an evening in the hospital for resting and uh, recouping from something. I
3: heard about that.
2: And now they're saying that for her, because lockdowns uh, in her kingdom (laughs) are not as strict as they were, Mm -hmm. that the queen is expected to go back out and do so many things in the Mm -hmm. public. Yeah. So with an increased number of um, events for her to to yeah. And during the COVID more stay-at-home time, I guess they're saying the queen developed a, uh, a love for watching late-night television, uh-huh. that she's still is watching TV late at night, and the increase in going out during the day, that that has made her tired. Oh, no. So basically, <laughs> the queen is now experiencing what we all live life yeah. every day of being tired because we stay up too late, and then we still have work to do. So
3: what, they're saying that uh, they're, tr- like, her, handlers
2: need to rein it in Uh and uh, develop a new schedule for her so she's not late night TV watching. I reject this. You don't think I reject. (laughs) Isn't she super, super, super old? She's 95, 95 years old. Why does she need to be doing events?
3: She's 95 years old. She's been in in the royal family last I checked all of her life Mm. doing these events
2: Give her a break. But if she doesn't, then, you know, with all the other drama that the royal family has had, Uh uh, that it would show that there's like cracks in it or something. Oh,
3: she come out with a state. She needs to stop living her life for others.
5: She's 95. It's time for her
3: to take (laughs) control. She's the queen. So she lays down the law. She says, I'm the queen. I'm 95 years old. I've been doing this my whole life. I don't want to go out to these to these the whatever events. I yeah, I don't need a luncheon. I just want to, I need watch to stay TV. up and watch TV. <laughs> well, Somebody else can go to the luncheon. We got all kinds of we got prime ministers and duchesses and whatever. They can they can take care of that.
2: I see what you're saying there. I just don't know if that's how they're going to be running things because they want her to stop including they say there's this uh BBC show. This is the one where it's like <laughs> why lie line of duty. It's a cop show. Okay. Uh, that she's very into. To. I feel
3: like I've heard people talk about that and tell me I should watch it.
2: Well, it seems and like I definitely uh, haven't. Now, if you and the queen have the yeah. same TV <laughs> likes, this could be it. So they say that because she's back to business for her daytime stuff that she cannot stay up late and watch TV anymore.
3: Mm, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm with the queen on this one. Let her do what she wants. She's 95 years old. <laughs> she's done enough. Well, hey, listen, what's more important? Well, going to a luncheon,
2: but then I think they, politics
3: stuff or watching Line of Duty.
2: Well, okay, you're right, and I understand if this was anybody else's, like ninety five year old grandmother. Yeah, but then at that point, they would start be saying like she shouldn't be queen anymore. That it could be just to someone else now, the next person.
3: Well, what they they're not, they can't kill her.
2: No, she still stays alive, but she's just not the queen. Why?
3: She's the queen until she's dead.
2: I think you she can She just pass doesn't it. have to do
3: stuff. Okay. She's the queen, she decides. It, Why is she letting other people tell her what to do?
2: Guys, nice. it's just late night TV. That's it. She's just watching yes, too much TV. Just let
3: her watch TV. You know what? How about this? She's the queen, maybe everybody else needs to schedule around
0: her if she wants to stay up late. If you're looking for hot takes on the day's most important news stories, uh you're in the wrong place. You're listening to The Riot on Radio U.
3: A conversation has come up here in the studio because Nikki is for some reason getting tempted to buy doggy clothes.
2: Well, the the seasons have changed, and yes. I feel, and depending on which part of Radio U audience you're at, uh, uh, it's getting colder. Yeah. And I am being pushed on Facebook a lot of Amazon ads for doggy clothing. So
3: you're just going to let Facebook brainwash you yeah, into buying doggy clothes? I would, too. I would, too.
2: <laughs> well, I'm trying to find, my dog Rolo has like an Adidas, a knockoff, an uh, Adi dog. Uh, sweatshirt, <laughs> but I can't find where it is, and I think he's, out of my three dogs, he's the one I will usually put, like, a sweatshirt on. Uh-huh. Uh, but I well, mean... what, is he
3: not a fur or something?
2: Yeah, I usually shave him. Yeah, you like, shave him? I don't. The groomer <laughs> does. I tell them to... He usually has to get shaved, like, closer. Uh-huh. So out of all my dogs, I think he'd be the one who'd get cold. He's the coldest uh-huh. of all yeah. the three, don't so you it just makes not sense. just shave him, then? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> somebody <laughs> you, how it works! Have you heard of the word <laughs> matting? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Something like his hairbrush. Oh, he'll yeah. actually make do. He'll do better with the, something on him, like a sweatshirt. Oh, I see.
4: And
3: it's I cute, see.
2: Hudson. I, I just I the have cute to.
4: factor is what
3: really takes it over the top. It you know? Honestly, so is. you're gonna you're gonna come in over the top, Isaiah, and also
4: defend the dog. Clothes well, I, I've situation. dressed up Jim since the day I got him. Yeah, when he I wears first jerseys. Mm, I had I had an orange hoodie for a gym before I even had gotten him. I put him in it the first day that I got him. He was like five pounds because uh, I wanted him to be used to clothing when he was like first a puppy mm-hmm. because now I put him in a jersey every Saturday, every Sunday. He has an Ohio State jersey and a Browns jersey and he's perfectly fine in it because when he was a child, just a little boy, I uh, made Not him a used a to wearing child, clothes. a child, but a
2: doggy child. <laughs> dog. do well, you... <laughs> you know, he's
4: my child. Yes. How do
2: you
3: know he even is an Ohio State and Cleveland Browns fan? Well,
4: because I'm his dad, so that's how it works.
3: Yeah, my dad cheers for Wade Different teams than I do. Well, my my well, son is loyal to me. My dad is wrong. Like my, you are. My,
4: my son is loyal to me. What
3: can I say? <laughs>
2: that's your own family problem, Hudson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to deal with that with your dad on your own.
4: <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the
3: idea of dogs having to wear clothes. It's and, so cute. And uh, what
2: if they're actually cold? Yeah. What they have fur, it's so
3: they are naturally
2: equipped a beard. in a way. Does your that... face ever get cold? Yes, uh,
3: I never put clothes on my face if that's what you're
2: asking. Well, now we have another idea. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's a scarf, isn't it? I never
3: wear scarfs. Okay, remember earlier how I wouldn't say that word from Crocs. I'm also never gonna wear a scarf. You're never going to? That's another man rule I have. There's a few man rules. Uh, they're old school. Some might say that I'm a little I old school. I think you'd school. like a scarf. I think oh, a scarf would
4: fit you. Maybe I'm a possible Christmas massively, gift or a scarf. Massively
3: anti-scarf. <laughs>
2: okay, so that's a no.
3: I, I'm supportive of people buying uh, the Radio U scarf. And wearing it, but not me.
2: Well, then why can't you be supportive of me trying to get another hoodie for my dog? Do you have a Radio
3: Ooh. U hoodie for the dog?
2: We can't make those guys like <laughs> merch is very why difficult. <laughs> we right have to draw a line somewhere. The and that's the line. Seller. Do you know how like you can't get chicken wings and all this stuff? You also can't get shirts and merch stuff. It's very <laughs> difficult. Let alone, let
4: alone dog clothing. Was, <laughs> n- you were
3: talking about
2: possibly just, just make
4: it that's what
3: i'm saying you were talking Getting about knitted. sewing yourself uh the dog uh outfits
2: well I, I the only issue is i i don't have a sewing machine uh-huh. so i feel like you know the well, you you'll have,
3: make your money back on that as soon as you start selling dog clothes that's
2: what people say but they always <laughs> think
3: like
4: no but trust me once i get down the line a little bit this will all come back it'll be you worth it probably, it's never worth
3: it you could probably get such a good deal on a sewing machine too i bet you they're not that expensive
2: i don't know how to sew though so oh, that's a whole a other hurdle. Huh? You
3: put, you put the. There's a little needle thing. <laughs> it goes up and down, and you just put the piece of fabric underneath. Can I
2: underneath. glue it? Can I glue?
3: I think
4: duct tape <laughs> might be in order.
2: Oh, like that'd that be, be a, nice. a good fallback plan. I think I could glue. Eric has this really industrial like. Uh, you you put the glue on, and then you spray it, and it's uh-huh. like super Ooh.
4: old.
3: Something tells me Eric might know how to sew.
2: I bet he does. Yeah, I bet, I I bet. Bet. he wouldn't use
3: a machine though. He'd just get out like a, an actual needle.
2: Well, I've. Let's have a, a discussion on like if if I made dog clothes if anybody thinks that there might be a like it could be a Nikki's boutique oh uh, a uh like would you guys want to buy any <laughs> There's a
3: there's a nice farmers market type thing in my oh, town every Saturday morning <laughs> It'd be well worth I it. I say
2: you just buy the you buy the buy the you
3: hoodie. Could just buy could the make hoodie. More money selling your uh, homemade dog clothes <laughs> than you can make here at Radio. <laughs> <U>. I'm <laughs> telling you right now.
2: I got my eye on a fourteen dollar. <laughs> it's no hood, but it's a sweatshirt well, like a uh, for Rolo, Nice. So I just got to get uh, his measurements because he's gained a little weight. <laughs> okay. You know, it just can't help it with winter weight. Mm. So we'll see. Um, I don't yeah. feel like you're being very supportive though, Hudson. And I'm a, a little sad about that. I'm just trying
3: to take the side of the dog. I'm just Rolo. concerned about the dog.
2: The roller my He's going to love it. He's going to love it.
3: Nobody asks the dogs what they want.
2: My dog has to be medicated.
0: Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. The Riot. On Radio, Radio U. U.
2: Nikki, have
3: you ever heard of Olivia
2: Mathers? Mathers? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. No
3: relation to Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers, no. Who is uh, Eminem. <laughs> this is an Australian influencer, And I don't know if you saw her Instagram story recently, but I feel that it might influence you and uh, to inspire you. Yeah. uh, Because she uh, posted about how she was crying happy tears. After she mowed her lawn.
2: Oh, had she not mowed before? She
3: had not mowed her lawn. She fixed up her yard. She said, I've had... So this is a post she did on her Instagram story after wrapping up, uh, just getting her whole garden and yard under control, including, uh, most notably, mowing the lawn. But she she wanted
2: to do herself.
3: Yes, I've had tears through this process. Happy tears because I am so proud of myself It's easy to be faced with an unknown new situation and say, I can't. But her advice is, uh, and something I'm only just learning, this is her, uh, my advice and something I'm only just learning is, give yourself more credit Mm. and challenge yourself to create the results you want in life. So she's challenging you, Nikki, saying- Go ahead. I mean, that's not exactly the right time of year. You could probably get in one mow before the before the seasons change now, too much.
2: hang on. The problem is, is that you know, she's getting a mixed response where for her, like, this was something she hadn't done. Mm-hmm. And that was important for her to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And then the other side of the internet is really making fun of her yeah. and mocking her because she had not yet mowed. I don't want to open myself up to that.
3: Uh, you don't have to do a post about it. <laughs> I'll try, but just need to. You know what I think? I think the people making fun of her don't understand. they they're people like me where mowing the lawn is old hat. We do it so often it doesn't feel like a big deal. But to somebody who's never done it before, it's like a big deal. So it'd be. Uh, like if I suddenly started wearing makeup or something mm-hmm. uh, and I was so happy about how I looked, I'm sure that maybe there'd be a lot of people that had never mowed the lawn before that would say, how can you cry happy tears after you look so beautiful with putting on your makeup? Why would you why would that be such a big deal? We do it all the time. And I'm telling you it's because it's a totally new experience you didn't realize.
2: That it was important to her. So is this all
3: me saying that I'm going to start wearing makeup? makeup. No, Before no, I'm just I using mow. that as an
2: example. Dude, I'm not mowing. <laughs> <I don't> Nikki, <laughs> it will empower
3: you. I don't even have it a mower. empowered Olivia Mathers.
2: Uh, yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind. I'll let you borrow my mower. You'll bring it over. Uh-huh. She said she was saddened to see her vulnerable moment of yeah. gratitude be turned into a laugh, which I mean, you should never do. Like, I just, I never grew up. I always lived at a place where my dad was do it or uh-huh. like you the land was always a way where you you couldn't really do it on your own uh-huh. like little Nikki couldn't and <laughs> okay. now that I'm grown up Nikki I just it's not it's not my wheelhouse <sighs> never but done it before it
3: could be it does it, you just it will empower you <laughs>
2: to do what I have horrible allergies it I can't will even just go sit in the grass without having an issue just wear a mask
3: or something <laughs> yeah we have them. It's not like masks aren't available these days. And then
2: I have to wear a full like cover-up thing because I'll, I'll get a grass rash. Oh come on!
3: <laughs> Which also uh,
2: makes me seem even worse.
3: Well, it'll make it all the more empowering once you get it done and you realize what you can overcome.
2: Yeah, I, I'm no—I don't feel like I'm hindered by it though. I don't feel oh, like I, I'm for her, I think she moved into her first place and mm-hmm. like she had to take care of it. But Nikki,
3: you can't keep relying on other people <laughs> to mow to, to, to solve your problems. I don't know. This they seem the,
2: happy. I wave and when, I say thank you. When you,
3: when, when you go out and mow the lawn for the first time, what you will find <laughs> is that it's not just about the lawn. It's about all kinds of things in life that you you realize. I am independent. Uh, I, I can know. take care of myself. I delegated And I it. can mow. <laughs> That's not being independent, it though. It is. It's being no. a modern
2: woman. I'm a businesswoman. and But what uh, about when the know, people
3: you delegate to turn on you and true. you have nothing left but yourself? <laughs>
2: that's true. Now you know I hire someone to move the yard. <laughs> now you know. Just one
3: time is all I want you to so do. You, next just time, time he comes
2: out, do you want me to go walk out and ask if I could just push the mower for yeah, five minutes? Yeah, I think minutes? they would
3: appreciate that. They'd laugh at Then you'd, at you'd have me somebody more. to teach you.
2: I think this is awesome for her. And we all have our things that we you know, I've never done before, uh-huh. and we should and be we supportive. Should get out there and do them. Be supportive of people who manage to get those things accomplished. Yes,
3: I, I'm. I'm proud of her. I'm not going to make fun of her for crying after mowing the lawn.
2: She was very emotional. Yeah. She, she got it done herself.
3: We all we all could do to be a little more like her to take some pride in finally doing some chores.
0: Worst of the Riot Podcast. Nikki, are
3: you uh, level of uh, one to ten? excitement level for the new Barbie
2: movie? Oh, the one they've been talking about?
3: Uh Uh-huh. Starring uh, Margot Robbie. Sure. With Greta Gerwig uh, and Noah Baumbach writing it. Uh, How does that sound to you? 1 to 10.
2: I would probably be more excited if I saw the trailer so I can kind of get like... What, what are they trying? Who are they trying to hit with this movie? Yeah,
3: it feels like it's going to be for adults.
2: Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe let's just go six. Six? Maybe I'm that's six, surprisingly high. Six you know out why? Of it's ten. probably because you're a girl. Oh, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't play with Barbies as much growing up.
3: I know you've said that before. Mm-hmm. So ma- imagine how much more excited you would be if you did play with parts. Now
2: if it was like uh, a stuffed animal bear movie. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh they make those. I'm sure that's The Care Bears? That No, actually I never watched Care Bears. Teddy Ruxpin? No, and Winnie the Pooh never never actually All right. Did See, I I'm getting those. some
3: mixed signals from you cuz right. you just said... I was
2: given some I was giving that when I was little. <laughs> I wasn't being consistent. Which bears do
3: you like exactly? Real bears? Which no, which bears do you want them to make a movie about?
2: A polar bear.
3: They've done that.
2: Yeah. So I want more.
3: Uh, what's it called? Did you watch Norm of the North? That was a, a children's polar bear movie. I
2: think I've seen the first one, but that, I haven't seen They've made multiple they, oh, ones? Absolutely. I don't know about that. Every time a bear movie comes out, I am alerted. Oh, really?
3: I didn't realize. I do have a don't I don't have a great knowledge of other bear movies. Mm. Uh, for some reason that one that one's not that old. So if it's this one my is mind. like
2: officially Barbie, yeah. I'm sure Barbie, like so that'd be Mattel uh-huh. would be pretty hands-on with making sure it wasn't like too adult. Yeah. I'm sure it has to be enough for, you know, Barbie people yeah, of all ages. Of all,
3: well, it's uh, Greta Gerwig is directing as well as co-writing. And she did Little Women, which Mm -hmm. as far as I, I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see that one. But that was one that was kind of thought of as like you could take a whole family to go see Little Women if you wanted to. Right. So I think this is probably along those lines. Yes. And so we knew that uh, all the people we just mentioned were involved. But now we're finding out who will likely be playing Ken in the movie. So maybe this will make your excitement level go up a few notches. Okay. It should be. But not definitely confirmed, but likely will be Ryan Gosling.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah, is a Very, very good choice.
3: That's that's the first thing I've heard that's got me more interested in the movie. Mm-hmm. I like Ryan Gosling. You've seen him in the in the Nice Guys. Did you see that movie?
2: I did not. Oh, I heard good, good things movie. though.
3: That's a good. It's on HBO
2: Max. Now, Justin said, uh, "Guys, could you forget about like? How could you forget about Paddington Bear?" Yeah, uh, like bear you're right, you're never right. watch those either, Nikki. <laughs> you
3: don't. You hate bears. <laughs> I don't. You hate, hate movies and you hate bears.
2: But we'll see about this new Barbie movie. Maybe Ryan Gosling is the topper to the Barbie cake.
3: Wouldn't it be funny if he stole the show? Oh, <laughs> it's if he a was movie like about best? Barbie and women, and then and Ken is supposed to be. You know, he's really an afterthought. Mm-hmm. He's just. Uh,
2: An accessory, like a
3: soul. Yeah, he is. He's (laughs) arm candy for Barbie, and it turns out that Ryan Gosling comes in and he and. The irony would be he gets all the Oscar nominations and stuff like that <laughs> he gets and every, everything. everything else about the movie everybody hates, but uh, Ryan Gosling is the one that shines through the, the, the dust.
2: Hollywood's like, wow, we really loved your portrayal. <laughs> you did a great job as Ken.
3: Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> and they're going to give him a Ken spinoff movie and everything.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess my last uh, Barbie Ken thing would have been the Toy Story stuff, but... Outside of that, uh, oh, not yeah, as much that's right. Barbie.
3: I'll tell you what, uh, I don't have a lot of excitement for this movie, and it's not necessarily because of Barbie. It's because Noah Baumbach is involved in writing it. You don't like him? He did the Marriage Story movie, which is... The worst. The worst. Oh, the worst. I
2: don't even know that one. That's
3: the one with, uh, that you would see the memes. It's Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, the one where they're fighting. Yeah. Oh, they're the worst. Well,
2: that feels like the wrong take. I don't want Barbie and Ken to be fighting. Vi-
3: yeah, no, right? <laughs> Definitely not.
2: So that's all they said. <laughs> I haven't get any uh, other information on the Barbie movie, uh, but except for now, Ryan Gosling could be Ken. Yeah,
0: that's enough of that. For more Riot content, <laughs>
2: head to Ryan. Download our
3: app in iTunes and the
0: Google Play Store. Oh, yeah.
1: What's up guys, and welcome back to another Jensen Games podcast, where I try to bring you the gaming news of the week and everything in between, and this week there just isn't a lot of gaming news out there. But I will go ahead and talk about everything that has happened, so let's go ahead and just jump into everything. First up, let's go ahead and talk about the Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy. And yes, I've been talking about this for a while, but it appears they have finally showed it off. And, well, honestly, it does look a lot different than we first initially thought. And yes, it also does look different than the original games. I would say it actually looks pretty decent looking, and the trailer did prove that yes, they are substantially overhauling the games. The games appear to have improved textures, more vibrant colors, better lighting, higher resolution, better character models, and a new weather system for all three games. And the direction that they decided to go actually makes the games look a lot more cartoonish in nature, but you know what, they only had so much to work with. And really, none of these games went for a realistic approach originally, so I can't really expect them to go for that Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5 look when that's not what these games are based on. They kind of do their own thing, and you know what, the cartoonish graphics kind of work for them. The only problem I have noticed is that these games seem to be replacing the original games. It seems like Rockstar is taking the original titles off of the store. You will not be able to purchase them anymore. And I don't think that's right to do. I think you should have the originals alongside the remasters because it kind of shows where you came from. And it's important to be able to have that kind of history right there with you. And I'm not saying these remasters remasters don't look amazing. I'm just saying that not everybody wants the remastered versions. Some people do want the originals and they want what they remember. They don't want something completely changed. And again, I do feel like it's important to remember these titles like they were. I don't think Rockstar should just erase the original games. So it is what it is, but I really hope that Rockstar doesn't forget the original games. Alright, so the next story we have here is CD Projekt Red has delayed The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 on the new current gen hardware. Originally, CD Projekt Red said that they would be adding next-gen-like features to their next-gen consoles and the PC version of the game. And that pretty much includes ray tracing and a few other modifications here and there. And they actually originally had this planned out for 2021, but now it looks like it's getting pushed back to 2022. They said based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising the development of both games that they have decided to postpone their releases until 2022. They said they now plan to release next-gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077 in 2022 by the end of March and The Witcher 3's update following sometime in April to the end of June. It kind of sounds like CD Projekt Red did not want to repeat the past that they have just recently did. And hey, at this point, if they need more time, they need to take every little bit of time they need, especially for the Cyberpunk update. Because this is a company that doesn't need any more backlash than they already have out there. And I do want them to try and redeem themselves because, yeah, they were one of the best gaming companies out there before all of this Cyberpunk 2077 chaos. They also did apologize for the delay and they said that they just want to make things right. So yeah, it does sound like they are trying to gain back what they once had. Now, do I think Cyberpunk 2077 is ever going to live up to the hype that it created? Absolutely not. This game is just going to have issues no matter what kind of hardware it's on because there's just things fundamentally wrong with it that can't be easily fixed. But that's a story for another day. Next up, we actually have some Stadia news. A while back, you may remember that they actually did announce a restructuring to the company because there were quite a few people leaving. And to me at least, it felt like they were also trying to angle the internal tech as to what Stadia actually is as its own product to companies. And, well, we are just now starting to see that now. AT&T is the very first company that is using the Stadia technology to give their customers Batman Arkham Knight exclusively a free browser-based version of the game. And AT&T has confirmed that its new game streaming experience is indeed running using Stadia's cloud-based technology. What this essentially means is we will probably be seeing this a lot more if companies adopt Stadia's technology. And really, if Stadia wants to survive, this is what they need to happen. A lot more companies are going to have to adopt the technology that they have in order to become really viable. And essentially, this is the only way Stadia is going to be able to stay afloat for the foreseeable future. They have to rely on these third parties to come in and use their technology and pay for it. That's where they're going to get the big bucks to keep Stadia open and running. And, well, we can already see it with this AT&T deal. The only thing is, it seems to be AT&T has said that Arkham Knight only streams up to 1080p and 60 frames per second with their exclusive deal. Which means it's the same exact performance that you would get with Stadia for free. Now if you paid for Stadia Pro, then you would be able to go up to 4K 60 frames per second. But AT&T does not offer that option. And AT&T also said that this will only be available for a limited amount of time. So maybe they're only dipping their toe into the Stadia water just to see how it goes. And if it goes well, maybe they will do more deals like this with Stadia technology in mind. And really, it is a cool concept to just load up your browser and play a game. And while you can already do that with Stadia, but it's nice that other companies are seeing this is a viable option. And that the technology is actually good because, like I have always said, Stadia is actually a really awesome service. It was just implemented and marketed extremely poorly. If other third parties can come in and do an amazing job at actually marketing this kind of cloud-based service a lot better than Google, I am all for that. Next up we actually have news that a new Splinter Cell game could possibly be in the works. Apparently there were development sources that told Video Game Chronicle, There has been a new game entering production as a means to win back fans that were frustrated by the recent efforts to revive the franchise using mobile and VR spaces. Now it looks as though the title is actually in early development stages and it's not really clear what studio is going to be working on the project project, though two people with knowledge of Ubisoft's plans suggested that the new game will be led outside of its traditional Montreal base. And the game couldn't possibly come at a better time for Ubisoft, because they really do need to work on rebuilding their image. Because they have a wave of discrimination and sexual harassment allegations, and a lot of their employees are actually saying they are not satisfied with the level of action being taken by Ubisoft to change its culture. So, they really do need a shift, and a shift pretty fast. Now, I don't think they can just magically wave their splinter cell wand and all of these horrific things that they have done will go away. I'm not saying that at all. Discrimination and sexual harassment is a big deal. And they are going to have to do a lot of culture changing within the company if they do want to continue being a video game company. Because more and more as time passes, a lot of employees just are not going to put up with this heinous bullshit anymore. But that's a lot of chaos for a whole different video. Getting back on track with the Splinter Cell game we are talking about at hand, there's not a lot of other information known about the game besides that it's in early stage of development. It is known that a lot of fans do not want them to change the formula or mess with how it's going to work. They want that good old Splinter Cell vibe and they don't want Ubisoft to mess with it. So here's to hoping they keep that good old Splinter Cell formula in mind and that they can knock it out of the park with a new game. Next up we have even more Nintendo Switch news and it seems like we have more Nintendo Switch news every single week. Nick of Xbox Era has said on his podcast that Nintendo is considering either making another revision to the Switch that is digital only to keep costs down, or that the next Switch successor will be digital only, or they could be possibly making a Switch successor that is similar to the PS5 and Xbox series where there's both a physical and digital edition of the same console. Now, me personally, I think the smartest route they could possibly go at this point is to just create a successor to the Switch. Now hear me out. I know a lot of people do want a pro model of the Switch that can do 4K, and there is a lot of things pointing to that, but I think they should just go and make a successor. I think at some point this generation of gaming is going to get its act together and they're going to start producing a lot of high quality titles. And I don't think that the Switch is going to be able to keep up with it and if they make a pro model they also have to make those same games work on the normal Switch. I'm not sure how viable of an option that's going to be and I think any kind of pro Switch games would suffer because of that. I do think they just need to go straight to the Switch 2 at this point because they're going to want those beefier third-party titles and if they decide to do those on a pro model, they're also going to have to keep the original Switch in mind and that's going to suck. As for a physical and digital edition, I do think it's smart to have both. I don't think anybody should be doing just a digital only console because there are still so many people, including myself, that do want physical versions of their games. And if they went digital, then how are they going to do physical media with backwards compatibility? It just isn't going to be a viable option. I do, however, think they need to support the Switch a while longer. I don't think it's the right time for a Switch 2 yet. Maybe develop it for a few more years and let the Switch library grow even more. Because if they show their hand too fast, they're going to have another Wii U on their hands. Next up, we have some news that there may be a new killer instinct in the works. Nick Baker, also known as Special Nick from Xbox era, said that Killer Instinct 2 is now active in development. It seems to be his latest rumor is a follow-up from an earlier rumor about Killer Instinct where he suggests that the franchise is not dead and could definitely return in some kind of form. And he did say that Killer Instinct 2 is in active development. It's not just coming back, it's actually actively in development. Sadly, he also said that he did not know who was developing the game. We assume it's going to be some sort of third-party studio hired by Microsoft. And then it's going to be published by Xbox Game Studios, obviously. Now, there is so many different people that this game could be passed on to. The number one being for me personally would be Rare because they are the ones that created Killer Instinct in the first place, and it just makes a lot of sense to put this back in the hands of the people that made the franchise. But Rare is currently working on supporting Sea of Thieves and also developing another big game, so it's probably not going to be them. Another good developer it could possibly be is Inway. Inway are the people that made the Power Rangers Battle of the Grid game, which isn't too much Killer Instinct, but they are pretty good at a combo-reliant fighting game that has the same style as Killer Instinct. And they seem good at pulling off all these fast-paced fighting mechanics and moves. So it would really kind of work in Killer Instinct's favor to have these guys as the developer. If not them, then Iron Galaxy is also another good developer that could possibly take it over because they actually took over the post-launch support for 2013's Killer Instinct. So if anybody could do it, it definitely could be Iron Galaxy. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was, honestly, because like I said, they did the post-launch support for the last game. Other than that, I think the only other person it could possibly be would be Arc System Works. And I think this because this is a Japanese fighting game developer that is best known for the games such as Guilty Gear X and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So they're really good at coming up with unique styles and 3D models that have really fluid 2D animations. So I really do think this type of developer would really work well for Killer Instinct, and I can't wait to. To see who it is and what they come up with. Now, me personally, I'm not a big fighting game type of person. I mess around with Mortal Kombat every once in a while, but that's really the extent of my fighting games. So, we will see what happens. So, here's a little bit of ridiculous news for you guys. So originally when the Xbox Series was shown off and everyone actually got a first look at it, everyone was saying how much it looked like a refrigerator. Well it seems like Microsoft actually ran with that idea because now the Microsoft Series mini fridge is a thing. But here is the ridiculous part about it. Scalpers actually scalped all of these little mini refrigerators. But not only that, it seems like this is a Target exclusive. So on top of having to deal with all of the scalpers, this is only sold in one store. So if you wanted one of these little mini fridges, the chances are you just are not going to get one for the original $99 price tag. You're probably going to have to buy them from scalpers. Yeah, it's a cool looking thing to have, but at the end of the day, it's probably not even a good mini fridge. Probably definitely not good enough to buy at a scalper price. So hey, if you have the money and you want to drop on it, more power to you, but I don't think it's necessary. I just thought this was a little ridiculous that scalpers are honing in on this little mini fridge at this point. It's just getting crazier and crazier. Next up, we have lots of Resident Evil rumors. Now, go ahead and take those with a grain of salt like I always tell you to do because this is just a Reddit post and they couldn't really confirm any of the information. They said that they were a collaborator in a specific news gaming website and they are friends with the rest of the staff. He says one of the senior staff members came to them saying he had sources inside Capcom and PlayStation Brazil in which they had information of upcoming projects within both companies. They also stated that they didn't feel like posting this on their own website saying that since they didn't have any real linkable sources that they didn't really want to post the information and have people shrug it off so they just kind of told this guy on reddit so again take it with a grain of salt guys but this could be credible you never know weirder things have happened So, first off, they said Capcom will release 2-3 to DLCs for Resident Evil Village, which will have ties to Resident Evil 9, so it'll probably be an in-between sort of story. Then they went on to say that the rumored Nemesis edition of Resident Evil 3 is indeed real and it is called Resident Evil 3 Remake Nemesis. He says it's coming with all the cut content that fans pointed out, but they could not give specifics. And then they went on to say that one of those will indeed be announced alongside the announcement of Resident Evil 4 Remake with a gameplay trailer and another game that is a Resident Evil spinoff. So, this does sound interesting, and we've known for a while that there would be some DLC for Village, and I figured it would be kind of crossing towards Resident Evil 9, and that it will kind of be a bridge to it, I guess I could say. That's what I was expecting all along. And yes, there has been this rumored Resident Evil 3 Nemesis edition, which I didn't think Resident Evil 3 did all that well, it just wasn't as well received as 2 was, but maybe all of this extra content put back into the game will actually fill it back out and actually make it a better game. I don't know. We will see. And then of course, them touching on the Resident Evil 4 remake and another Resident Evil spinoff. We always knew there was another remake in the works. I wasn't entirely sure which one it was, but now it looks like we have a more clear picture. And then the Resident Evil spinoff, I'm not sure what that's going to be. That could really be anything, so we will all just have to wait see. I'm excited because I love Resident Evil stuff and I'm all for it. I'm always going to be all for some Resident Evil stuff. So I can't wait to hear official news about this stuff and actually see some trailers and previews. So I just can't wait. That's really it for gaming news this week guys. This podcast isn't going to be anywhere near close the length of the last one. And that's just because it seems to be a drier week. But the last thing I'm going to talk about is the Guardians of the Galaxy game that comes out tomorrow. Well, by the time you're actually listening to this, I guess it comes out today. So, it seems to be getting really good scores all across the board. I have it pre-ordered and I'm definitely going to be playing it today. So, I can't wait, and from what I have seen and heard about, this is a completely different game and beast from the Avengers game, which I am fully thankful for. every single one of the unlock- every single one of the unlockables in the game cannot be bought; you just have to play the game. And unlock them. That's pretty rare (laughs) for a game to do that these days. So I give it lots of credit where credit is due. And it seems like everybody's liking the game. So I can't wait to play it. I just wanted to say that because I was just a little bit excited for the game. So that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This is just something new I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it on schedule and just trying to go with the flow here. So if you like these, go ahead and share and keep on listening. Give me a follow and whatever else you could possibly do and that's going to be it guys thanks for listening
5: if you enjoyed today's show please head over to iTunes give us a rating and leave a review Where's my order? Does anyone know how to find my order? How can, yeah, can I find my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom, the customer support platform that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the PGA Day 1 Major. We will be setting it off with a four-game slate on DraftKings for the determining of the eight spots in the Legends stage. Now, there are eight games on tap for Tuesday morning, which will be locking at 4 a.m. Eastern, but DraftKings has determined to just do four. And so with that, let us dive in. The first series or the first uh, match which we will be having a best-of-one-of will be Big versus Entropic. And with this, um, we are going to be diving into a hedge series like one. So with this being a best-of-one series, it can honestly go either way for any single team playing uh, in this type of setup. With Big versus Entropic, they have faced off only just one time so far this year and overall, which was in June, uh, June 2nd, where Big swept them to to zero at the Spring Sweet Spring 2 event. Now, while the maps did go somewhat deep, uh, Big finished it off 16 to 10 on map one and 16 11 on map two. Now... Big is a team that has some question marks. still, as they are going, they did make some changes with uh, a being added to the core. And so this year has been a struggle for them. They've only found success, success twice so far and heading into the PGL major. They are lucky to have a challenger spot, but it is going to be a battle to get out of it now. Looking at this, um, Entropic is a team that should be battling Tier 1 teams all the way around, but they have gone back and forth between Tier 1 and Tier 2. While they have found some um, ways to win, some better team form rankings, as of recently, they have struggled. Um, In the last five, they have taken two of them, one versus Dignitas and one versus um, Exalted Exalted uh, Industries, which was a 1610 best of one on Ancient. Besides that, they were swept by Mad Sinners and lost two to one uh, to 9Z. When you look over at Big, their past five, um, they have lost three and tied two of them, but their last three series were of the uh, Baitway event. So it was a unique style of first two 13 rounds wins. And of the three that they played, uh, they lost one to G2, 13 and nine, and tied the other two with Furia and Nip. Now for this this best of one here, there's only going to be a few players that I do target. Um, When looking at the big side, Tapsen is the main player. Um, He is holding a 1.08 player rating. And next up would be Saracen. It was at a 1.04. Looking at Tizian, Gade, and Keto, they won't bring any ownership, so they could make a unique play, but they haven't had the best of plays as of recently. So once prices actually do come out, since we don't have that, DraftKings has known about this slate um, for the past five days now. Um, They haven't put pricing out, so it is hard to gauge of which route to run. If you are looking at any of those three, it would be Keto over Gade and Tizigan. Um, Gade does bring upside for the skills that he does have, but he just hasn't transitioned those over too big since joining the team. And when you look at Intropic, um, Elan, Lack1, well, Lack1 has dropped down to a 0.99 player rating. Um, I still hold him up there with Elan and Crad. Uh, Elan and Crad would be the main two to look at from this team. Elon holds a 1.13 player rating and Cradd holds a 1.09. Um, you could also look at Forrester who's at a 1.08 player rating. Um, he can top frag at times, but the main person in, in a best of one series is most likely gonna fall on Elon or cradd So that's the two most people will run to. Forrester and Lack1 are other players that I would be looking at. Uh, when it comes to a stack of intro pick over big, um, now both teams have inconsistencies, so it's hard to trust either one when you have heroic and even mouse on this slate with two more favorable matches while either stack won't bring in the high ownership. There's more risk that any player can actually fail to help you get that top, uh, lineup that you're looking for. Um, if we are looking at team form, it does lean too big as they have shown recent improvements um but just can't put all eggs into one basket with them a uh, map wise which could be a little bit trickier to predict on a best of one series i have it coming down to mirage um uh, you might see if it's not for mirage you might see nuke um uh, all the other maps, first pick like Dust Two, we could actually get that too. I don't think intro pick will give big the opportunity to play on the map of their choosing though, so I see that one getting banned, and we're getting either Mirage or uh, Nuke for this series. And so with that, let's move on to the next one, which will be the Movie Stars Riders versus Rangage. um Movie Star Writers do come into this as the uh, favorable option. Um, Renegades, they're actually coming off a pretty uh, hot streak with this as they have won their last five. Uh, two or three of those have been sweeps. Um, they're not against any big teams. I mean, it, you can make a debate for order when it comes down to tier two teams, but Renegades have been looking for, or have been facing off with looking for uh, Org. They faced them three out of their last five times, took all three, obviously. Um, but there's not much more from that. Their recent opponents have not been anything like the Movie Star Riders. And we're being put onto a big stage for the PGL, the final major of the year. Um, you know, a lot will come down to it. For the Movie Star Riders, they actually have been facing off versus Tier 1 teams and at IEM fall. Uh, Movie Star Writers showed up and uh, proved that they are here to stay. And so when you're looking at these two, um, Team Form and everything does everything, you know, pros and cons, everything ranks out to Movie Star Writers easily. They're their better ranking team. They're ranked number 16. Uh, Currently, they are the bookmark favorites. Um, Their Team Form ranking rating is levels beyond the Renegades. Um, while the Renegades have players who are holding higher averages, it's against much uh, weaker opponents. And so you can't really put that on the same scale of what movie star writers have done recently. Uh, now for the movie star writers, as they are the favorites of negative or not negative of two hundred and ten, um, they have some pious um, upcoming player who is Showing just how well he is and has officially played on land at IAM Fall, where he put up uh, some pretty good numbers. He is currently holding a 1.18 player rating, and many people will be running and focusing on him when it comes to the, the stack for the uh, Movie Star Writers. Um, next up, uh, following him, is Mopez, who is sitting at a 1.11 player rating. And then you have Alex, who is sitting at 1.09. Uh, Most people will will look at those three to stack together. Um, My favorite, though, is going to be uh, Death Z, who, while he does hold a 1.02 player rate and a best-of-one format type of playing style, it's actually going to favor him. Um, While it is less room uh, for errors, it is better for him to actually add and stack up all the stats, kills, assists, um, together. Um and so if the momentum gets carried right from the start for movie star writers, Death Z could actually benefit pretty well. And DraftKings will most likely have him priced down to where you can fit him in with Sunpaeus, Mopez or Alex, and then also fit in either heroic or mouse sports, who will most likely be the um not only the chalkiest, but the top dollar costing of the slate. Um so that will be the side that you will want to look at. So Pius, Mopez, Alex, uh, two of those three, and then stacking them with Death Z. Um, and then you'll be able to fit in elsewhere, two man, one, one offs uh, with Heroic or with uh, Mouse. And we'll be talking about them shortly. Um, if you do play Renegades and you trust what they can do, versus tier two teams and translate that to versus a tier one style team. Um, Ince and Alistar will be the main two that you wanna focus on. Ince holds a 1.39 player rating. Alistar holds a 1.29 player rating. You could also look at Mata or even Hats, um, Sickos up there too. Um, No matter what though, that is going to be a riskier stack um, to run in here on this type of slate. being a best one though, it could easily pay off if they come out hot and the momentum just sides with them all the way through. Um, but with this, I'm most likely going to have more exposure to movie star riders, um, just as the upside with some pious and stacking them with another teammate is just going to pay off a lot better than it would um, for renegades who can get stumped right away off uh, the map. So transitioning into maps, um, I have this coming down to Nuke being the map choice. Um, Ancient will most likely get thrown out. Um, you have Overpass, which will most likely get um, banned by the Renegades. And then for Inferno, the Renegades actually have a five map winning streak on that, and that is their first pick, while um, movie star writers do have a pretty good win rate of 80% um, of the past uh three months on that map also it's still you don't want to give you know your opponent the chance to pay, play on a map which they are very familiar with dust 2 almost i get banned right away mirage is another one where renegades do have some success and you just don't want to play to that so i do have it coming down to nuke um other than that i mean vertigo maybe but that would just not fare well for renegades um will want that one out of here also So, yeah, so Nuke was most likely the map that it will come down to. Um, Now, movie starter writers do have a lot more exposure to it, but Renegades do have a pattern of picking it also as a first map pick. Um, So maybe it just gets left there at the end. But like I said, predicting maps uh, for Best of One series just aren't the easiest um, to do. So, moving on to where all the ownership should land, it is going to be Heroic versus Tai Lue. Um, tai Lu I don't want to say that he have no chance, um, since it is a best of one, but Heroic is a very scary team, and with the Hunton drama completely closed and behind them, um, and with uh, the new coach of Citizenship, I know I'm butchering that name completely wrong. Um, As a stand-in for their major, um, for the PGL major, um, Herok could be very dangerous. Um, To start this off, um, Herok is a 550 favorites, uh, which is not a shocker. Um, They will most likely make it a clean run to get out of the challenger stage and onto the legend. Um, But looking at their opponents first, Tyloo, who are a team that plays mainly... Um, tier 2 opponents besides when it comes to bigger events um, they are in a 7 match win streak, they've swept their last 4 opponents, NKT Checkmate and Vichy twice Um, and on top of that they have also swept Wings Up and Born in the East also um, in that 7 streak so there is some momentum carrying with them and they will have something to prove um, in this now, they are ranked Number 64 and going up against the 5th ranked best team, Heroic. Um, the cards are stacked against them. Um, and this will be a pretty big challenge uh, for them. So, looking at Heroic, we know what they can do. Um, they are coming off of three straight sweeps now. OG, Dignitas, Poggers. Um, after they were swept twice on land um, versus Big and OG, Um, in their past five. And while their land hasn't translated as well as their online um, performances have, um, they're they're just a really stacked team. DraftKings will most likely have Refresh, once again, priced up as a top dollar, um, which, I mean, translates from his his player rating, which is now sitting at a 1.17. And then you most likely see Tessa, Tessa, Price down for some odd reason, even though he has the upside. Um, while all of Heroic is in play, I most likely won't be looking at a uh, Kidding as he has struggled um, while the rest of the team has improved. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, it's just he's not going to be worth the play when you can get other guys um, with more upside on a, on a map for a best of one series. Um, you have Stavin, who sits at a 1.11 player rating. slash who is sitting at a 1.05 player rating, and he might be someone else that is low in that total pool. I will be sticking with Refresh and Tessus, while Stavin would be like the third man in that stack. But with Heroic most likely being the top uh, dollar price stack of the DraftKings slate, um, you're going to have to find a way to maneuver that. And that means stab in or such as the captain slot while you're able to move and spend for the flex uh, position. And so looking at the Tyloo slide, uh, their their play ratings are amazing. You have Summer who sits at a 1.23, Attacker at 1.20, uh, Dink King at 1.18. Then you have somebody in slowly who both sit at 1.10, um, if this their momentum carries over, and they get lucky versus heroic, um, you're most likely going to want to have summer or attacker in that stack with either slowly and somebody. Um, now, obviously, that going that route, that stack will be cheap, and then you can fit in a mouse with them um, or movie star writers, um, or you can even do a two-one stack uh, with summer and somebody or slowly with like a Texas or a Stavin, um, or even refresh if the salary uh, permits it. And so, well, I don't think Tyloo has a chance to win it. I do think they can keep it close. Um, they do only average about 9.7 rounds, uh, one when they lose, but Heroic can get a little bit lazy or have a slow start which could push this close to the 30 map uh, or 30 rounds for the map and transit or tran- transitioning from that to the map decision i have it down to inferno or overpass um, nuke is going to be banned dust 2 will be banned uh, vertigo tyloo has found success on there so that most likely will be banned we could see ancient if these guys just go back and forth with Overpass and Inferno, both of those maps are close. When it comes to win rates, um, 83% win rate for Heroic on Inferno, 75% rate for um, Tyloo. And then you look at Overpass, which is an 83% win rate, and then a 60% or 83% win rate for Heroic and a 60% win rate for Tyloo. So if it comes down to Ancient, um, anything goes on that map. doesn't matter how big of a lead you get before the half and you swap sides. Um, Once you swap sides, really any thing on ancient can turn. It's just like train where, you know, the map that they decided to remove and replace it for um, momentum doesn't always transition with the swap of halves. Um, For this, I most likely won't be looking at Tyloo unless it's for a salary saver. Um, Heroic should take this series um, pretty easily. That's the reason why they're favorites at 550. Um, But, you know, if if you like risking it, um, Tyloo would probably be second on that list of, you know, risk plays. I would hold up Renegades before them. Um, Either stack, though, from either of those two teams are GPP risk worthy, but they just there, there's a chance where they just aren't that uh, close at the end of it. And then moving on to the final series, um, which is mouse sports versus sharks. Uh, Mouse decided to go into a rebrand stage right before the PGL major, excuse me, and are looking or another team is just mouse. Um, and so with this, they will be the second highest owned stack most likely on this slate. They will come in under, owned, um, under the ownership of Heroic, and that could be the route where you want to uh, head. Uh, Mouse is sitting at 475 favorites, and Sharks are, um, honestly have no chance. Uh they got into the challenger stage and they will most likely be the first team uh, since home. Um, so let's uh, dive into how quick this can, can be. Uh, Sharks are ranked 58. Uh, mouse is sitting at a world ranking of 15. Um, team form and everything just leans to uh, mouse by a few. Uh, couple different levels um and while sharks have gone up and down the past two weeks in their form ranking mouse has looked pretty consistent um they have won three of their last five series um three of those series did come on land best of one at IEM fall where uh, mouse did get sent home uh, they lost to g2 10 to 16 beat uh fun plus phoenix um and then lost too big in a OT, or a, yeah, not, a, not an OT tiebreaker series four to two. And then they did sweep nine Z and K twenty three back to back. And so uh, top players here will be Frozen and Ropes. Frozen holds a one point nineteen, one point one nine player rating right. Ropes holds a one point one five. Biomass is sitting at one point eleven. And honestly, the change to coming to mouse has benefited him a lot. He is a young player, but he has shown that he can take over a map. And he could be the the play for the mouse stack that um, holds less ownership. Uh, most people will run to ropes and then run to frozen. And if you do make by mouse your main focal point of the, uh, the stack as captain, uh, Ownership will be low, even though that they should be a chalky uh, stack. There is a core who is sitting at 1.01, and then Dexter who sits at 0.98. While Dexter is always uh, pretty cheap on a slate, um, his play hasn't translated as well as it did a few months ago. And so I will be looking at him as a fade. Acor... If you're making multiple lineups, you could sprinkle them a little bit, but I would stick with biomass, ropes, and frozen as the main three uh, for a mouse deck. Um, if you're looking at sharks, who should not be anywhere on your radar, anything like that. Um, Seven, and I'm going to butcher this name, Licozzi, um, would be the main two that you want to look at while looking at uh, pink. Uh, Zevi holds a 1.18 player rating while Licozzi holds a 1.15 player rating and the pack holds a 1.09 um, their team form and the way that they have recently played um, and this being on land for a best of one I just would not trust them I would stick to Mouse, I would stick to Heroic um, to uh, movie star writers and then splitting big and uh, entry pick straight down the middle type hedging series. Other than that, Sharks should not be on a GPP risk type play for you. If you are going that route, it should be uh, in between Lu and between Renegades. Those should be the only two teams that you risk it uh, with. Uh, Sharks, I mean, you could one off sevy and hope that he's the main beneficial uh, for kills, for assists. And for hoping that this gets drawn out to close to 30 rounds. Other than that, I just see Mouse doing something similar like heroic and making this a pretty clean uh, sweep. Um, now, sharks can extend maps out. They do average about 11 uh, rounds in a loss, um, winning 11 rounds, uh, one in a loss. Um, but that's against a lot of Tier 2 teams. While Mouse isn't the best of Tier 1, um, there's like a free uh, free square for them. And so going into the maps of this series, I have it coming down to Mirage. Uh, both teams have found a success. Uh, Sharks have do have a four map winning streak, which usually any other team wouldn't let be. But if you look anywhere else, I mean you might get Inferno, but it's most likely going to come down to Mirage or Um Inferno uh for the map chosen, and Mouse should be able to just run away with it. And so um trying to make sure I did not miss any other maps that may come down. Uh both teams ban overpass first. Uh Mouse picks nuke, which will most likely get banned by sharks. Uh, Sharks pick Vertigo which uh, Mouse will most likely take care of and ban that and so Mirage or Inferno most likely the two maps that we see them uh, decide between and then with that that is all of the series taken care of um, when it comes to stack wise my order and prioritizing will be heroic most, probably heroic Mouse Movie star writers, um, I'll most likely lean more entropic over big, um, stacking-wise, and then for GPPs, if going the multiple route, it would be heroic, mouse, movie star writers, renegades, and then Tyloo, those five out of the eight teams. Um, When it really gets deep into you're making 20-plus lineups, you know, uh, or entering the big GPP on DraftKings, which I believe is a total max of 52 lineups for this slate. Um, while we, like I mentioned, we do not have pricing. Heroic and Mouse will most likely be top dollar um, on the slate. Movie Star Riders will most likely be in the middle. Obviously, big price up a little bit higher than them, and then Entropic, and then Renegades will most likely be right below movie star writers are mixed in with them with Lu and sharks being very cheap, but risky, um, all the way around, uh, for those three teams. And so for that, uh, we are about to head out. Remember, this is the PGL, uh, major day one slate for the challenger stage where teams battle out for the final eight spots in the legend stage. And that's where things will get serious. We have four games, um, on DraftKings, which will be locking at 3 or 7 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning. So make sure to listen to the podcast, get the article once we do have it up uh, tomorrow, and then uh, reserve your lineups and just hit the subscribe button and be prepared for more CSGO DFS content. Thank you
0: closet in Gainesville is buying fall styles and we need your vibe you can sell all the fall extras you've accumulated you have amazing taste and more fall styles than you know what to do with get cash on the spot when you sell your boots coats denim scarves and other fall pieces to Plato's Closet we buy trendy gently used clothing shoes accessories and more for guys and girls sell your fall styles to Plato's Closet today Plato's Closet Gainesville on Dawsonville Highway and 13 other locations in the Atlanta area visit Plato's Closet
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes.